Hey friends, welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm bringing you a special episode of the Boca podcast today called Workflow Wednesday. During these special edition episodes, myself and my co-hosts will focus on helping you develop more efficient daily and weekly workflows around post-production, communication, task and project management, time management, file and image management, and yes, the list does go on. We're going to save you an incredible amount of time in your work week, and we promise not to be too nerdy. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com. Officially live, it is Workflow Wednesday, and uh, I'm normally here with Haley and Heather. Today, I actually have the other side of Rich and Heather at Rich Smith Photography. Rich has joined us. Rich, thanks for making time for us today. You downgraded. You downgraded from Haley. <laughs> <laughs> I understand otherwise. I've mentioned this before on these episodes. I've known Rich and Heather now since 2000. I always get confused. 2006. 2006. 2006. Okay, yes, so yes. 12 yeah. years or so now. Um, we have a longstanding relationship that has all kinds of fun history to it. And um, so it's actually really fun to have this conversation with you guys today. And I'm hoping even maybe um, that we get to do this a little bit more in the future, too. But regardless, thanks for making time to do this today, Rich, to kind of join the conversation. Haley um, is actually out, off at a marketing conference. Um, marketing is her focus, her specialty at PE. And uh, so she was doing that for a couple of days up in Nashville, and she'll be back with us for the next Workflow Wednesday. Uh, but Again, for those of you who are new or not, uh, welcome to Workflow Wednesday. We are live on Facebook, and uh, then this episode will go out on the Book of Podcast later on. So if you want to check out uh, either, you can go to, for the podcast, you can go to bocapodcast.com. And uh, then you can also, of course, go to facebook.com slash photogsedit, P-H-O-T-O-G-S, E-D-I-T. I'll put that up there on the screen, facebook.com slash edit, And you can watch the replay of this video if you're not watching it now. Uh, but we are focusing on the topic of workflow. And the reason we created a separate series like this and made it more conversational is because, uh, as we've mentioned before, this topic can seem a little bit nerdy, a little bit geeky, maybe even um, not even something that a lot of people can relate to. And the reality is workflow is something that we do every day, all day as business owners. We may not think of it that way, but literally everything that we do when it comes to business is workflow. And so the question is how, in addition to saving photographers time to handling their, their editing work, I, I wanted to figure out a way that we could help photographers save time in other pieces of their workflow. The least that we could do is start some conversation around this topic of how to create a more efficient daily workflow. And, um, and so we've had Haley and Heather and now Rich that have come on board to kind of lend their perspective to the conversation of workflow. And today uh, we're going to begin diving into the topic of communication. Communication is a, is a kind of loaded word, a very general term at that. So more specifically, we're talking about um, what, what used to just be phone, yeah. uh, I guess, in-person meetings for that matter, too, but phone calls and email which is now, of course, I say now because I started as a photographer back in 2001 or 2002, um, is now turned into to text messaging because that just seems to be kind of a normal thing uh, for photographers to do. 
but um, text messaging and then social media as well. So we have these different platforms for communication. Are there any others that I'm missing, guys, that you can think of? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we utilize in our uh, business. Uh, you I, covered them, I think. Yeah, you covered them. <laughs> well, so when we're talking about the idea of communication, that's what we're referring to at this point. And um, this is a really loaded topic, as are really all the topics that we've covered this mm -hmm. far. And it probably means that um, even if we break this into a two or three episode um, series, we'll likely come back to it at some point, take it from another angle, um, maybe talk about updates to our workflow when it comes to communication. But mm -hmm. I, the significance of not only having a plan for how you manage communication or ultimately a system uh, is minimizing kind of a reactive tendency toward communication or to editing or to any aspect of our business, it's easy to get stuck in the weeds and, and managing all that we have to do as, as photography business owners and react to um, that element or those elements of our business rather than thinking through it proactively, critically, and then creating a system, an easily repeatable system that we can uh, work under in order to maximize the amount of efficiency in our business. And that sounds, again, kind of nerdy and a little bit technical, but what we're really talking about doing is creating a, an efficient workflow so that we save as much time as possible to allocate toward, number one, the important people in our life. Mm -hmm. uh, Rich and Heather, I'm sure you can speak to that. Uh, and then also to allocate toward those things that are gonna actually grow our business. Now, communication is a piece of what grows our business, but many times it, it's kind of uh, reactive in nature. And so if we put a good system in place to manage that communication proactively, then it will minimize the amount of um, uh, time that is wasted and maximize the amount of free time that we have or the flexibility that we have with our time. And so that's the goal here. That's why we're talking about really any one of these workflow topics, but today communication specifically. And um, so I guess to, to begin with, I'd love to get both your takes, uh, and I'd love having you both on because you're running a business together, but it doesn't take away from the significance of the fact that you have your own opinions and your own thoughts. And, um, and ultimately, of course, you have to come to compromise on that as partners, uh, both personally and professionally. But what is in your minds, um, and we're going to, maybe I didn't say this yet, we're going to specifically talk about scheduling communication today. We're going to break this up. This week, we're going to focus on the topic of scheduling communication, why it even matters, and if and, and then how we what that schedule might look like. Mm -hmm. uh, and then next week, and potentially the following week, we'll talk about kind of the practical application, what we do to manage our individual communication pieces of our business efficiently. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm curious to get your both your takes on this idea of scheduling communication. What is the significance of it or maybe the lack thereof? What's, what's your opinion? Maybe, Heather, you can start. Sure. So um, the first thing that I would want to say regarding this is that our we've been running our business for 11 years now. And in that time, I have filled different roles. I've gone, I, you know, at the beginning, there wasn't very much that I did. I, we viewed it more as Rich's business. We named the business after Rich, you know, and, and he is still the primary photographer and honestly, the primary person who operates the business. I view myself as someone who plays a supporting role in the business right now. Um, so with that said, um, Rich is the one who takes care of our client communication. So I love that he's on today with us because he's going to be able to speak from firsthand knowledge and experience 
and yes, this, you know, the client communication portion of the business is a large one and it's something that affects both of us and it affects the overall status of our business. But right now it's something that Rich is doing mostly. Mm -hmm. So with that said, um, I'll let him speak to, um, Oh yeah. I mean, like, uh, I mean, uh, when you talk about scheduling, uh, scheduling can make or break an, uh, an effective photography business, you know, because, because, uh, the, the, the whole idea is that, and I have, I have, I have come to realize this on the, uh, on the hard way instead of the easy way, um, is that you can, the email can control you or you can control your email. And, uh, and I, I think I have talked to so many people where they are just so overwhelmed because, um, because they are constantly in that, like you said, the reactive mode and uh, of just always reacting, always reacting. And so, uh, and so yes, I had actually established a, um, a more strict guidelines and, and several different places in my, in my business um, through communication with my clients and like even how I will communicate with my clients uh, because I, I, because that scheduling is so important to me. If I don't put, um, put um, restrictions on, on when I do it and how I do it, then, then I'm just, uh, it can quickly, quickly get out of control. And then pretty soon I am not efficient in my, in, in my, my daily workflow at all. Yeah, Rich talks about how sometimes he'll have, you know, say you have three uh, proactive goals for the day for your business, and it can take one email to derail those plans and put you into a reactive mode instead of a proactive mode. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we have found that um, scheduling when he does that helps to maintain and to um, continue to pursue the goals that you have for your day. And then you address when you're ready to engage with those emails. And mm -hmm. the reason we keep using the word email is because email is our most commonly used method of communication in our business. Mm -hmm. And that's for a few different reasons. Um, when Rich starts engaging with a client who's, um, who's gone from a potential client to a client of ours, um, he actually communicates in an email that they can get in touch with him via phone and they can text if they need to. But he actually states in an email that email is our primary preferred method of communication. Um, emails seem to establish boundaries. Um, we hear some horror stories from photographers about clients texting crazy late at night or at weird hours. And therefore, you sort of lose the boundary between your personal and your professional life. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, we don't have clients who are crossing those lines and crossing those boundaries. All and part of, of my that, are amazing. <laughs> yeah, great clients. Part <laughs> of that could be because Rich communicates in an email that yeah. that's our primary, it, yeah. his preferred method of communication. Yeah. Um, and if, if I can ask you about that, so it, the texting, and, and I alluded to it earlier as mm -hmm. well, it does seem to be a very popular means of communication. Mm -hmm. Uh, my even with my obsession with workflow efficiency and creating boundaries between personal and professional life and making sure I have time for my kids and doing things that I enjoy and so forth, I've also come to realize that that line between personal and professional maybe isn't quite as distinct or as black and white as I'd like to think. And it's going to look differently yeah. for, or look different for every everyone that's running a business. But yeah. um, do you do you feel like it hurts your business not to be available via text? I know you said you give them. Mm -hmm. That option, yeah. Uh, you feel like it hurts your business not to be readily available by what is probably the easiest means of communication oh, yeah. for them. Oh yeah. So uh, um, uh, it doesn't. That's a great question. Uh, so uh, I basically tell them that um, when someone texts me and I'm driving down the road, uh, I I can't text back 
And so and a lot of times I'm in that car for 30 minutes. And if there was a way, I mean, and I would probably change my, if there was a way for me to be able to actually read a text message and then mark it as unread, like you can with an email, uh, I, I would maybe change my, the way I do my business. But when I, if I read a text, um, 30 minutes by the time I get home, I may have completely forgotten about that text or, or what that, what that happened to be. And so, uh, and so, and so I have had some, some, some derailment uh, of communication with my clients because they've communicated with me and I didn't get back with them. And I completely forgot about getting back with them uh, because it was through text. Um, and so, um, so that's the, that's the main reason. That's one, that's one of the main reasons is that again, uh, t- texting is a- amazing. It's great. It's instant. Um, it's as uh, close to a telephone phone call without actually being on the phone um, uh, because mm-hmm. it's it, uh, instant feedback. And there are certain circumstances in which I'm um, like, I will text, uh, text a client, um, but it's normally for real quick conversations. But um of like, hey, I got your check. check. Thank you so much for sending that check in the mail today. <laughs> or, or like, you know, like. Thanks for that. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for giving your money. Um, so uh, that was um, actually a really great question because my next point was that email is harder. Email is harder to overlook or forget about, like texting might be. Um, mm-hmm. And another thing is that written email is also a written record and it's searchable. So whatever conversation that you have that pertains to this particular client mm-hmm. and their needs, or you can, you can easily search what's transpired in that conversation. Right. Um, and text is just more complicated in that, in that sense. So we have found over time that, what, like Rich is saying, that while texting is fine for quick little non-essential types of conversations mm-hmm. or maybe even a sneak peek photo from a session, mm-hmm. that's completely fine. But any kind of um, meaningful uh, important or substantial conversation, we ask that that be taken place through email. Yeah. Yeah. And so to, to, I guess, just a similar question, in addition to text, um, would you say that your business suffers at all from not making phone calls your primary means of communication? Because again, there is something to be said for, uh, and to be clear, I love the commu- the convenience of email. Um, I understand the searchability factor of email, although I will mention just as a side note, since we're talking about it, there's a tool called Phone View that I use on my Mac that enables me to be able to save text message threads. And I've been doing this now for, for years. Uh, I can do so personally and professionally to track conversations. So if for whatever reason I need to go back and refer to something, I can. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just throw that out there. and We'll link to that in the show notes. But um, would you say that it takes away from the personal nature of the relationship that I know you guys are really big on when it comes to working with your clients mm-hmm. by not being more active on the phone instead of email? Yeah. So, uh, so when, when uh, that, I don't think it suffers so because uh, this new generation uh, of, of clients, um, they're, they're not business people. Um, they, they, they're just um, normally um um, girls, females are, are in their mid twenties, and uh, and this gener- that generation uh, is beginning to just not enjoy talking on the phone. It's very very rare when when I actually call a client because I do uh, get their their uh, their phone number um, on my contact form on my website. So that's uh, initially I get their their email address and their phone number. So I do have options on how to contact them, and uh, a lot of times I do try to call them, but but I know. Um, more than likely, about ninety percent of the time, they're not going to answer that phone call because my phone number is not recorded, and and, and they think it's going to be a solicitation phone call. And so, and so, uh, I use that phone call simply just I know that I'm literally going to be uh, sending a uh, um, like leaving leave a voicemail. 
you know, just to uh, just to introduce myself, myself so they can hear my voice. They can hear my excitement uh, of that. And uh, uh, it's not a, just a one way communication with uh, like with email is one. Emails are very one dimensional. Uh, it's just text and is, uh, yeah. with with, uh, with voicemail and on the phone. Yeah, there is like they can hear inflection and they can hear excitement. They can hear energy. Um, which is uh, there's only so much an exclamation point an email can do. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, <laughs> I don't know uh, if you add like three or four exclamation that points. That is true. That is true. <laughs> oh, I can use emojis too now, so, uh, so that's uh, even better. You know? No, there was actually a period of time that every time a contact form would come in from our website, a wedding inquiry, a mm-hmm. client basically checking in with for us with, with us for the first time, Rich would call that client, mm-hmm. and he still does that some, mm-hmm. but like he said that phone call is not going to be answered. And that's typically not the primary method of communication that they prefer. And so most of the time they would respond with an email or with a text instead of responding with a phone call after that voicemail was left. So it just becomes clear over time that this is not, it it feels more intrusive for a lot of people to make that phone call. Mm -hmm. And so it's just tends to not be preferred by this, by this generation. So. Yeah. And you, I guess the engagement session then is kind of the the primary opportunity prior to the wedding then to connect with them personally, like on, a, on that personal yeah, level. Yeah, a meeting so even before the. Yeah, I try. I try to have a meeting with with, uh, with my clients, but sometimes um, they they're living out of town. Right. Uh, it's, it's not practical, um, and so so yeah. Sometimes, uh, most of the time, preferably, it would be through um, a a one on one like engage uh, like with me with them on an engagement session. Um, or or um, our meeting with them in a coffee shop or something, and uh, but um, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, sometimes sometimes the first time I we actually see each other for the first time is out their wedding day. I don't prefer that, but um, but just sometimes that's just how it happens. It is what it is. I, I want to since we're talking about your photography business, Rich. I want to put up the URL for your site uh, here on the screen. It's richsmithphotography.com. Is that correct? Uh, sure. Yeah, they'll take it. They'll take me to my one of one of many options. Okay. That, yeah, yeah. that will redirect to dot net. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Dot yeah. net. Okay. And don't right. ask me. I, and don't ask me how I got to dot net. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I and warehouse dot com dot net got like interchangeable. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, for those of you listening in and of course watching, uh, richmithphotography.com, you can check out Rich's work there. And um, so let's let's go back to this topic then of schedule. And I'm curious then to understand, I mean, we've, we've established the very clear benefit of a schedule, which is that we don't have to constantly react to incoming communication. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest benefits for me anyway, as a business owner, uh, is that I it allows me to kind of f- to focus on the task at hand, uh, to give more to the task at hand as opposed to listening for social media ding, listening to a text message buzz, mm-hmm. uh, listening for that email ding, whether it's on my computer or my phone, um, that constant influx of notifications, um, I, I can better focus on the task at hand. And I, I think that not only that, but then, of course, the, the, the obvious reality, which is it also enables us to focus on the person in front of us or the people in front of us, uh, yeah. whether personally or professionally. And so I think that's really important um, to reiterate. But what does a communication schedule look like for you guys? Uh, I'd love for you to share that, and then I'll I'll share kind of my rough schedule as well. Um, so yeah, um, so the main aspect of it is uh, I have it kind of automated a little bit, which I love because uh, it, it, and so um, it kind of is more hands off from me. So the main the, the main way 
um, so that I do not get interrupted by by text like uh, notifications. Is just to uh, to have I have this this software called Inbox Pause, and Inbox Pause um, will just uh, is made for Gmail. But what what it does is you can literally um, put a schedule, like say every weekday or or every day, um, um, only deliver in, uh, emails to my inbox uh, on this specific schedule. And so uh, for me personally, uh, I have um, inbox uh, my email coming into my inbox um, every three ish hours um, around like a, a nine o'clock in the morning. Um, around after lunch, one o'clock, uh, then four, and then seven. Um, and so, and so, but besides that, it will let in the basically what it does is it pauses and um, it basically does not allow any of my uh, emails to get into my inbox. And then at nine o'clock, it will send all those emails at once and then pause it again and can actually answer those emails uh, if I need to, um, and uh, or mostly delete a lot of them uh, because, but or but uh, but uh, yeah. So uh, so yeah, it, it, uh, I I find uh, to me three three around three hour every three hours or so. Um, uh, the the amount of emails that will rush into my inbox won't overwhelm me. If I if I have a longer uh, period of time um, with my personality at least. Uh, then if I do it every eight hours or something, and so many emails would rush into my inbox, that would feel overwhelmed, you know. And so uh, that's not that's that's my the main way I I basically establish control over my inbox is to to basically not allow inbox my uh, in in that way to actually even I don't even know about it. I can actually control other aspects of my, my business and uh, um, whatnot. So now since this is since email is your primary means of communication mm-hmm. and you mentioned this tool, I want to kind of break this down a little bit yeah. more. Um, and then, Heather, of course, please um, mm-hmm. also talk about kind of how you approach this management of communication. But when it comes to using inbox pause, I think I asked you this question before, Rich, on a previous podcast episode, mm-hmm. the Boca podcast episode. Mm-hmm. Again, for those of you listening uh, in or watching uh, BocaPodcast.com. You can go back and, and look at the old episodes and, and we've actually had Rich and Heather on a couple of times. So um, you can look for those, but why not just simply turn off your email or close the email app out? What's the difference between that and having to have an additional app that turns off the influx of, of emails? Cause I personally yeah. shut off my emails. I don't have email notifications turned on on my desktop or my, or I'm sorry, my laptop or my phone. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about them unless I choose to open up email. What's the yeah. difference? Um, there, there really isn't. That's just that's just my established uh, uh, way of doing it. Um, okay. So, um, because uh, there there are so many um, um, ways for um, emails to get notified. I have so many. Uh, I have like iPads and iPhones and Apple Watches and 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 so there's just so many. And and Heather Heather uh, uh, actually. Uh, has the ability to, um, she is connected to my work email uh, address as well. So, and so those, uh, and so, um, so she would be getting notifications as well. So I just find, I it's just, I just find that uh, with our business, Inbox Pause works really, really well for me. Um, inbox Pause, is that inboxpause.com? Um, it's made by uh, it's made by a company called um, Boomerang. Um, okay. Boomerang for Gmail. Uh, yeah. They actually bought out um, Inbox Pause uh, about a couple months ago, and and they've actually um, expanded on the on their features, which is great. So, um, That's cool. and another thing uh, aspect about about Inbox Pause I do love is that I can be answering emails 
without new emails coming in. So I can't have my email box, my inbox open. I could be answering emails that need to be answered without another inbox email coming in and disrupting my, my, and Heather knows this. Oh man. Oh my goodness. So when I am typing, when I am, when I have a particular, it's just my, it's my personality, but when I have a, a thought going through my head and I get and then, and I get interrupted and, I'm, and that thought is derailed, it takes forever for me to get back on my thought process. And because I'm like, I'm typing away, all of a sudden an interruption happens. And then my, my thought process is literally just gone. I never Which, could have, I never could have understood this without being married to someone who legitimately struggles with ADD. It's yeah. very fascinating. And I'm yeah. still learning. So Heather, I can walk into a room and start talking. And I've literally trained myself to learn to pop, walk into the room and look and see what he's doing before I start speaking because it is, it is just, he, it's a struggle for him. And I know that all the ADD people listening in are like, amen, preach, you know, <laughs> we feel you because it's, it's something that people who don't struggle with it cannot grasp. I cannot understand it. I just have to respect that that is how his brain works. But you know, the reality is that somebody like yourself, Rich, with ADD, this is kind of like an extreme example of what probably most people have a, a difficult time with on one level or another, some to yeah. a minimal amount, some to a more extreme amount, which is right. Right. that we're not good multitaskers. Right. And some people argue that they are, and, and maybe, maybe they legitimately can show that they are, but uh, the reality is that most probably aren't. If, um, and no other way than they can't give their all to multiple tasks at a time, right? So this is, again, is the significance or one of the significant benefits of actually scheduling the communication where you're going to communication, you're managing it specifically during this time period, mm -hmm. and then you're setting it aside and you're going to the next thing that you can actually address your, your focused attention and effort and energy to. And that's really, really important. Um, again, not enough emphasis is put on this and it's amazing how much time photographers are losing in their weekly photography business workflow mm -hmm. because they are multitasking because they are constantly reacting or responding to incoming notifications versus being proactive and saying this is what I'm going to do this thing this is what I'm going to do this thing this is what I'm going to do this thing and giving it you know whether it's 15 minutes or an hour at a time or whatever it might be that focused attention and energy. So this is really, really important. Um, but I, I don't want to interrupt your flow of thought. Rich, did you have anything to add to that? And then Heather, I'd love for you to, to add to that as well. No, um, in fact, uh, um, there, uh, when you asked about if there's any other additional types of communications, and I said lots, um, um, because uh, I always try to move all communication through email um, to, to my, to my email, um, because I will get, I will get someone who communicates, they'll send me, um, a Facebook uh, message, you know, that they're on my business web uh, Facebook page and I will initiate communication to that, but I will try to as quickly as possible, move it. Hey, what's your email address? I would love to see more information and then I can move it to my, to, mm -hmm. to the email. Um, and so, uh, um, um, and then there's, there's one thing you actually go on my website right now. Um, and I'm about to take, I'm actually about to take it off because disable, uh, disable because, uh, it is, it is, um, it is, it is, is interruption and, uh, hasn't really helped, um, with, but, uh, uh, I guess for some people it might work, but there's a, there's a, on my website right now, um, uh, when you go to my website, there is a, basically a speech bubble on the, on the bottom uh, right hand page, uh, and where somebody can literally click on that when they go to my website and start, um, texting, with me immediately through my website, and so uh, and I will receive an notification on my on my phone that someone's on my on my website, 
and and for them to actually and I had to get back to them immediately or they're they're off their my website. They're you know and so and so uh, and so are you using for that that purpose? Is there a it's particular? Called, it's called it's called drift. Um, drift. Okay. And uh, um, it's and so some some photographers use it um, and it would and it works pretty well for me uh, for them. But um, because because what it can do is if you do have a a a, a a, a team, and it's not just one person with the communication because that drift thing can can be notified to any one of your team members, and any of anybody can answer that that uh, that that uh, first uh, initiation. But because it's just me, it's right. always goes to me, and I'm, I'm trying to enjoy you know family time or or you know I, we were just at like Pete's Coffee downtown. All of a sudden, like boom, I got a notification, uh, and I because. Um, and I, and again, I would be more apt to use it more if it was, there was a, there was like a, uh, if then, then, then that recipe where like, once I leave my house, um, it would automatically send me into the away mode uh, on drift. Right. And I've actually communicated that with them. They're like, that's a great, great addition. I'm like, yeah, put it into your, yourself. <laughs> and, uh, otherwise um, it just really, makes him too available. Right. It makes know? me too available and it makes me, there's no automatic way for me to, unless, um, there is, you can establish a schedule on there, but, um, we're like at seven, you know, from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Um, I, I am working and you can communicate with me. And after that, it'll put into a way mode automatically, mm-hmm. but I needed something more robust, uh, of like when I'm away from my house or away from my computer, uh, to send me into a way mode and, you know, that kind of stuff. So, so basically it, I tried it out. And uh, and I got several notifications, and I got to talk to a lot of people. Um, but uh, overall, I, I need to direct people to my, to my uh, my contact form or another way to communicate with me because it just didn't work with my particular photography. Um, you know, business. Maybe you're gonna have to start enlisting your kids to handle that instant. <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. I gotta wait for them to, you know, uh, they're not really efficient texters yet. But uh, what happens? <laughs> just give them like a list of templates that they could like copy and paste from their their little notebook and just put it in there and, and respond. It'll, that it'll, is brilliant. You nice. can delegate. <laughs> you're now talking to Alana. Look at my cute face. You don't you want to hire my daddy? I, I, think, that would, I, think, that would, I think that would work. That's brilliant. Uh, yeah, there you go. I love it. Yeah. Heather, do you have anything else that you want to add to what, what the schedule looks like? Um, it, but just this piece of the conversation? Uh, well, I think he covered it really well with inbox pause. And again, this is something that he deals with in the business. But we have talked about the fact that the one exception to inbox pause, an email that we will let come through, mm-hmm. is an email that's coming from the URL directly from the contact form of our website, uh-huh. which is an inquiry, an e- a, a wedding inquiry. Well, that's good. Okay. And so what we love about this is that and, we And that want- means that you can make that adjustment in the inbox pause software. You can oh, yeah. say, don't let yes. emails through except for this particular kind. Okay. Exactly. So yeah, we yeah. will be notified immediately for these wedding inquiries, which is wonderful because we want our clients to have a great customer experience from the very first time mm-hmm. that they get in touch with us. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the fact that the average client who's contacting us may have also contacted a few other photographers. Right. And our timeliness could be the difference between making a connection with that client that will lead them to hire us to shoot their wedding right. versus you know losing that client to another photographer who's more on their game. So um, mm-hmm. also the fact that when we're timely with these wedding inquiries and we get back to them really quickly, um, that gives our clients confidence that we're organized and efficient 
I just really feel like that instills a confidence in our clients Mm -hmm. that we're running an efficient business. And that's a good thing too. Mm -hmm. Um, Clients tend to thank us for our quick responses and even sometimes say, all the time. We know, I never even got a response from this photographer or I got a response significantly, you know, there was a significant bigger lapse of time mm-hmm. till this other photographer got back to me. And this so it's you're supposed to give us a list of all the photographers that you heard <laughs> didn't respond right away. <laughs> this is your weekly gossip uh, column. Yes. yes. No, so that's the only thing uh, that I wanted to add. We'll tell you later. (laughs) (laughs) That was my only thing that I wanted to add is that. That's um, huge, though. And I think that's a a really wonderful compromise. And this is kind of what I was getting at earlier when I said there isn't this kind of black and white, all or nothing, or there doesn't have to be a black, white, or all or nothing Mm -hmm. approach to separation of, uh, well, actually, put it this way, an extreme approach to managing, let's say even scheduling communication and ultimately creating separation between kind of work uh, mm-hmm. and life or professional and personal life in that uh, you are not that you set up your communication, your email communication specifically so that you're not constantly reacting to every single email coming in mm-hmm. because that is very reactive in nature. And it's if it's from clients, it's probably um, admin work that needs to be done, management upkeep of that client or that mm-hmm. client experience. But the ones that you are responding right away to are those that are actually proactive in nature. And when I say proactive, I'm, I'm meeting something that can actually affect your bottom line, mm-hmm. uh, something that will actually move your business forward. You are responding to those immediately. And like you said, that does um, create a significantly positive impression. It begins the creation of the experience that you give to your client, um, which I mean, the fact that you're doing that from the get go, that you're creating a positive experience from the get go with immediate response is, is really huge. And I think that's a great compromise. If it was all or nothing and you had, you know, by the time three or four hours is up and now you've got two inquiries right. and you didn't respond to them right away, um, that could make a difference in whether sure. or not you hire that client. I think this is a great kind of balance and that you've found a way to be immediate where need be, but not where it doesn't need to be. That's great. Exactly. Rich, all the credit to Rich for that. He's, yeah, well all done. All praise to Rich. Maybe. Well, I think, I think this is good. I'll just kind of uh, throw out my, my loose schedule. And I say loose because um, as of late, my, my work, um, my work has changed a little bit. My approach to work has changed a little bit and the things that I'm focusing on, the time I'm allocating uh, to work has increased uh, from uh, let's just say a year or two years ago, I'm putting more uh, time and effort and energy. It's more my, my business photographers that it is more front of mind um, than it has been in the case or in the past years, years ago. And I may have mentioned this before in the podcast where I was spending as little as, you know, three or four hours a week mm-hmm. on photographers edit because I very purposely created the business to run automatically. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the goal. And that happened within the span of about three years or so, two to three years. Uh, now I'm, I'm much more um, involved in the processes. And along with that is communication, understanding the reality, which is that whereas before my communication time frame um, that I would have communicated to photographers was three o'clock, three o'clock in the afternoon is when I go to handle my, my phone calls and my email. The reality is um, I may need to jump into email another one or two additional times during the day. And so it's a bit more of a uh, a balanced approach, like what you're talking about, Rich. Um, if I hear from one of my customer service uh, reps who I, I am, I'm lucky enough to have a customer service team who is handling much of the communication from our clients at Photographer's Edit, 
Um, if I hear from them, hey, I, I just forwarded you this email. Can you take a look at it? We need to respond to this client. Obviously, I'll go to it and take care of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in those situations, I'm going to jump in outside of my three o'clock communication time. If I'm working on a particular project, a development project, for example, and I know that we need to keep that moving right now, we're in the process of yet another development uh, project, website update for photographers edit. And so I need to keep that moving and pushing the communication till three o'clock uh, in, the, in the afternoon doesn't make a lot of sense because there could be quite a bit of work done between, say, nine or ten and three o'clock during that five or six hour time frame. Right. And so yet again, I make an exception in that case. My general rule over the years, though, has been communication at three o'clock in the afternoon, and that's for email and returning phone calls. Mm-hmm. And um, and that the, the idea there is that it enables me to be able to focus on not only my personal life, but ultimately, of course, on doing things in my business that are very pro- proactive in nature. And this is something that we talked about in the Workflow Wednesday episodes about task and project management. So you can refer back to those. Mm-hmm. But um, that, that's the thought process. And of course, it's something we alluded to earlier. Not constantly reacting to communication means that we can allocate our focus, our energy, our efforts to those things that are going to make a bigger impact on our business, um, not only necessarily immediately, but certainly over the long run. And uh, so that was the thought process there. But again, and uh, under the guise of not being so black and white about it, uh, as of late, making some adjustments, being a little bit more flexible, um, that's kind of how I'm approaching it at this point. So I still have that three o'clock goal. Uh, and yes, I am lucky enough to have have a team that's managing customer service. So they handle the, the bulk of that communication with clients. Um, but as need be, of course, I can jump in and help with that as well. And for those of you who are listening and that are photographers, or sole proprietors that are thinking, well, you're lucky in that you have that team. There's no reason that you can't. I mean, as much as we were joking about, um, you know, having your kids, Rich and Heather, come on board and help with communication, uh, maybe maybe not we're we're not leveraging our kids for the sake of managing client communication. <laughs> labor. Yeah, but but there's no reason you can't find an intern, a local college student mm-hmm. wants some experience with with a photography business or just with a business in general um, who can help you manage that. There are certainly resources out there where you can a third party services you can delegate admin work, basic communication via email to these services. And I'll link to one or two of those in the show notes as well. Uh, but there's no reason that you can't write off that idea of delegation of communication um, or that, that you have to write off that idea of delegation of communication altogether just because you're a sole proprietor. There are ways that you can go about leveraging um, someone else to help you with that or a different service to help you with that. And uh, like I said, I'll, I'll link to uh, one or two of those options in the show notes uh, for this episode as well. So yeah. I, I think this has been a really practical and very productive conversation. And, and again, it's great to actually get a chance to do it with friends to have you Absolutely. guys on board. And um, next week, of course, we focused on the idea of a schedule for communication today. Um, we're going to build on this and some of the conversation that we already had today next week when we talk a little bit more about the actual individual workflow when it comes to phone calls. I mean, even something like phone calls, it's funny. You might think there's really not much of a workflow. You pick up the phone, you answer the phone. Um, but I, I do have something uh, to, to add to that conversation. Uh, email management, uh, certainly um, there are multiple elements to, to workflow or email management and that piece of the workflow that we can speak to, uh, like Rich did today with Inbox Pause. Um, texting and social media in particular, um, there, there's also some things that we could probably suggest there for managing social media management or social media communication. And so we'll kind of dive into the nitty gritty, the practical application of those workflows more next week. And um, Haley will be back on with us next week. If we're lucky enough, Rich will be with us, but at least Heather will be around. 
And um, I really appreciate you guys making time to chat with Boca Podcast and, and for the Facebook Live community today. Great yeah, to you. talk with you, Nathan. Yeah. Awesome. And, uh, and, and for those of you who um, are watching on Facebook Live, thank you again. We will be pushing this out to Boca Podcast uh, later on today. So uh, those of you, of course, who subscribe to the podcast will be getting this episode in your feed on any of the popular podcast players. Uh, if you're not subscribed, make sure you go to bocapodcast.com and we link to some of the more popular podcast players, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher um, there. And you can you can click on those links and uh, make sure you subscribe. Everybody have an absolutely wonderful Wednesday. We'll talk to you more soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Boca Podcast. Will you let us know what you thought by leaving a review of the podcast in iTunes or the Apple Podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast and maybe suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My email is nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com.